What's something about you that maybe most of your colleagues might be surprised to find out? So we always like to try new things and new experiences and down, I went to school in Arizona. I worked for the Phoenix Zoo. Okay. And I gave tours and I drove a safari tram. You did? Yeah. How do you pronounce your last name? Galantowitz. Galantowitz. Yeah, Does anybody ever have a problem with that? Oh yeah, it's my married name and it's in Polish and I'm not Polish, but for those that are, it's Galantowicz, and I know that. Galantowicz, we know that, okay? But we're gonna say Galantowicz. Just cause yes. that's, that's how I. <laughs> okay, well perfect. So Esther Galantowicz yes. is the director of marketing for a boutique product innovation consulting firm called TXI. Yep. She was also an executive chairperson of the board of TEDx and Wilmette, mm -hmm. which is totally different and cool. And she also loves arranging flowers. I do, and I did that for a long time, but sold that back in 2014. You've had quite a life and career of different jobs or different roles. But the one thread was always marketing, mm. even with my business. It's like branding and you know, taking a concept to fruition. Yeah, so totally. That's what we did. That makes sense. Let's talk about branding, but I guess how does, I am curious, how does flower arranging and the artfulness of it, sort of, how has that skills played into, I guess, your work as a as a brander or even, you know, for a tech company? I yeah, guess. How yeah. does that translate? Yeah, good good question. I, in general, weddings, as you know, are very detailed, and so you yeah. have to think about all the facets of a wedding, and you have to plan, right? So there's a bit of, for those that are in the tech space, it's a, it's a little bit of a pragmatic approach, right? Mm -hmm. So you make sure you have everything and do things in small bits and pieces and make sure that at the end you deliver the product that you had promised to deliver. Right. So there's that pragmatic approach to thinking about and somewhat like designing the flowers themselves. Um, you really have to synthesize like what does that bride want to see? What is that emotion she wants right. to evoke? Like what what is that experience she wants to create? All of that parlays into what we do at TXI. So totally, like, yeah. So same skills, different, different product, different audience, yeah. different application. Yeah. So who is TXI, and why are they special? What makes them special? It's a great question. So TXI is a, what we like to say is we're a product innovation company. Okay. What it basically means is we help businesses, stakeholders, visionaries, those th so folks that are on the business side and sometimes often on the IT side of the house, solve really hard problems, but doing so through the use of different digital products like mm -hmm. maybe a mobile application or uh, something like that, that yeah. might help to um, provide value to their end users. And those end users might be their customers and they might be patients, they might be, um, folks internally and creating a better uh, uh, employee experience. It really applies to many different facets of running a business. And, and I think we're, we're really great at listening to what the problem is, ideating on what those problems are and not jumping directly into the solution because right. that's, I think, what some people end up doing and investing in products and building products that just don't meet the needs of the user. Yeah. Well, especially if it's such a, I mean, that world of digital and technology 
it's such a still like not it's not like, it's not like you're like there's three types of widgets you could buy and yeah. it's really clear exactly but people think they need oh i think i need a need a mobile app for this thing yeah. and so let's go to TXI and get a mobile app, but you often find that actually they need something very different because the problem's more systemic or something like that, right? Exactly. That's exactly it. And so I think that would be really hard to market that. It is really hard to market that. <laughs> you have a hard job, Esther. Um, where, do you, where do you even start to tell that so, story? Gosh, you know, it, th this was not my first gig. Like, it, yeah. it, it, Not your first rodeo. It, not my first rodeo. I've done this a few times. Um, but like for all those folks that are trying to market professional services, which is essentially who we are, right. so we're a professional services company, you think about, to your point about widgets, like we don't sell widgets. Right. We, we don't sell ready off the shelf made products that makes it super easy to brand yeah. and, and you know, to add a visual identity to it because it's constantly in flux and constantly changing. Yeah. So I think what we end up doing is leaning into the people behind the work. Mm. And that's what makes us different is the people and the intelligence and the experience and um, the the different skill sets that they bring also in an integrated way. So we have product strategists, we have designers, we have engineers, we have folks that deliver and cross over the entire holistic operation. Um, as long as we are demonstrating the value that they create as an integrated team, that that's how we market. Right. So we market people. That's how you stand out. Yeah. And. Uh... Yeah, that's that's interesting because you're right. It's not like we're selling orange coffee mugs here. Yeah. But should but should we maybe should we should we just start doing that because that would be easier. I feel like that would be make yeah. our lives easier. Yeah, yeah. But maybe not as fun. It's not. It's 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 not solving the needs for those really complex problems. So yeah. there's plenty of off the shelf products that exist today, and sometimes we even say. Here's an off-the-shelf product that already right. exists. Here you go. We're going to help you integrate and um, basically use it in ways that you you find valuable. But I think the the hard stuff people don't often know how to fix and know yeah. how to create products that that matter. And and I think that's where we we sh we rise to the occasion. Totally. Yeah. 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 The hard stuff is is really hard. It is. You know. Yeah. Um, just to put it, that's a little. I think that could be a motivational quote. Yeah. That people could put on a T-shirt or print yeah. off in a poster and put that on their wall. Yeah, we should call that an idea. The brander behind Sunbum. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, one thing I know about TXI is that you guys have recently gone through sort of a repositioning in yeah. in one way. And to me, it kind of reminds me of like an adolescent growing up and then trying to get all the adults to take them seriously in a different way because you're in a whole different group. Now I know that TXI has been around and has been working with adults. Yeah. That was a metaphor. No, but you're 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 so right. We often say like, you know, TXI turned into this teenager at one point, and the teenager was trying to find its identity, right? Yeah. Like every teen would. And um, in the process of that, they discover that well, they listen to their clients. So not only were they like you, mm. like not only were they developing software and similar to how we describe you moving into the branding business, but like we were listening to our customer, our clients, and our clients were saying, yeah, you're building great products. But can you help me design them now? Mm. And can you help me strategize on the next product? Right. And so it was sort of a natural progression for the brand to move from a software development company to now a product innovation company mm. because we just had the chops to do it. And yeah. we also grew those um, practices within. 
which is why it lent itself to the rebrand that we did a couple of years ago. Yeah. Well, one of the things I also want to ask you about that is how do you know where to focus? Because that is like an opening a can of worms. Like yeah. now we can do so many other things. And how do you sort of decide what to tell um, your clients that you do and that you yeah. don't do so they don't think you're like, oh, you're just a generalist. They kind of do everything yeah. somewhat okay. I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> not not well, for no. us. Well, here's the, here, but here's the thing. I mean, to your point, you asked, I think, a two-part question. Okay. So first, it's like, how do you know what to tell them you can do? Yes. And so for product, right, for digital products, it's there is a life cycle um, to mm. building a product. So we wanted to ensure that we can help clients throughout that entire life cycle. Right. Of building Got it. Build yep. However, you asked a second part question is like, how do you know how to show up? How do you know how to like distill down? Like, can you do this? Can you do this? And what are is your domain here or is it here? And you know, is it consumer brands? Mm. Is it is it business to business brands? Is it like so many different avenues? So what we decided to do is lean into and and almost we took like an internal audit. Where have we done our best work? What work do we continue to get more of? Yeah. And what knowledge do we retain and have internally? Mm. Uh, and lean into developing that and cultivating. And just kind of like where those sort of cross intersects. Yeah. Like you're like we're onto something right here. Yeah. We got a couple of like four or five little dots. Yep. On that yep. one. I like that. And proof. And proof mm -hmm. that we've done yeah. it before successfully. And so that's right. how we lean into our two verticals right now. And um, we'll continue to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And so what are those verticals? Just so oh, so we're, we're so so one we're calling Industry 4.0, which okay. is a, sort of a, a commonplace way of describing like where manufacturing mm. and where like logistics, they sort of that, that intersection of that traditional way of doing things and like more of the digitized or digital transformation journey that they're all undertaking right now. Yep. And then the other is digital health. And so like the emerging um, space of, again, intersection of tech and health and how it's helping to evolve that industry in ways that empower both the patient and, and the doctor and the researchers. Yeah. Yeah. That, di that digital digitization of manufacturing. And, I, and it's, again, it's, if you aren't in that world, it can be, I'm assuming, because you, you come from flowers, there's a little bit of a learning curve at the yeah. beginning yeah. to figure out how to kind of talk in a technical sense a little bit. Yeah. Like, what are we actually talking about? Like, yeah. But I'm, I think a lot of manu people in manufacturing and that are in the world of creating that customer experience and they understand this language to a certain degree, right? Yes. You can have a conversation over a cup of fake coffee <laughs> and they'll know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. But I think like to your point too, like they're the expert in their domain. So yeah. they know how to build a car, but do they know how to evolve it and transform it into this, like again, industry 4.0, mm -hmm. where that's the next generation. That's sort of the evolution of what this industry is moving towards. And some of the, some folks have already mastered um, or accomplished. So um, why, don't was, you, yeah. why don't you guys just do industry 5.0? Have we're you guys ever there. thought about that? We're getting there. Skip 4.0, just go right yeah. to 5? Yeah, well, we have to bring our clients along with oh, us. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're already there. They're already there. They're at like 6 or 7 right now. And uh, Awesome. we got to get people to catch up. Um, so I guess when we go back to repositioning, what are like the – you do an audit. You figure out kind of what you're, what are some of these things that you're already doing well and, and you have these proof points, right? Um, and then I guess how do you take that – to the market or what do you do yeah. to uh, sort of let people know? So again, we're talking about 
people, right? Yeah. And so what we want to do is demonstrate the value that the company and the people within the company provide to our clients, the impact we make to their businesses, uh, on their businesses. Yeah. And so first is what you're in the business doing is storytelling. Yeah. Right? So we have to tell Notice how I led that, led into that. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't plan this at all. No, no. no. totally unplanned, <laughs> impromptu. We're still moving along, <laughs> um, but uh, but storytelling. Yeah. So we, we want to tell the stories behind this really complex solution, but in ways that are di digestible. Right. One, we lean to you, and I think you and the team do a fantastic job of distilling down like the story and the story that actually is meaningful. Because when we talk about technology, that's a lot of like what happens on the back end. And that's really hard to get your head around, especially for those that don't know the language like you were saying. Right. So what we try to do is, is talk more about the impact that we've made on the business, not necessarily the how, even though we do talk about the how. Sure. Um, because we are speaking to stakeholders within organizations that do know how to do this, right. but just need support and how to scale. Sure. So that's, uh, and also sometimes they need the support and how to ideate and figure out, well, where do I start? So. Right. You had asked like what one of the ways we do it is storytelling. Yeah. So telling stories, so creating videos. Yep. Obviously, that's something that we collaborated on to yep. help tell your customer stories, so that you can actually say, "Hey, this is an example of what that looks like in the real world." Mm -hmm. um, which we know that that's a that's a powerful tool. And how how are you using those stories once you have them, kind of in the back pocket? Yeah. So we we first of all they live in um, or on I should say our website. Yep. They live on our industry vertical pages. They also live on our social media pages, uh, platforms and channels, I should say. Um, we also use them in uh, storytelling through newsletters, um, also through uh, sales enablement tools, decks. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the traditional sort of methods yeah. of integrated marketing and just like, let's just put these in the places where they can be seen and be found exactly. in the right places. Yeah. yeah. And make sure that they, that they're assets that the, um, that the demand team uses and, yeah. and when there's an opportunity that presents itself that we, we can share that. And it's much better coming from the voice of the client because they'll tell what it's like to be a part of that journey with us as opposed to us just sort of trying to capture that story in our own words. Right. So it, it just tells the authenticity behind, like, I think what we were able to accomplish together, Yeah, which is great. And I always think it's helpful, too, to kind of understand where, if you're a marketer, where does, like, a customer story sort of sit in the, I guess, the, the funnel? Not everybody loves to talk about the funnel, but, like, it's not, like, the first thing you lead with that they're going to experience from TXI, right? It's more like a second thing where they get to know you, they're thinking, like, oh, I want to know a little bit more. Like, can you send me an example or can you, can you, you know, so it's, the website obviously is when a client is sort of in that place where they're considering you, right? Otherwise they wouldn't be there in the first place. They've already gotten kind of past the, do I have a problem and what maybe is an idea of my problem, right? Right. And then they, then there's this sort of opportunity to show credibility, to inspire them, maybe to give them new ideas. Yeah. I mean, when you think about the digital buyer's journey today, it's significantly different than it was 20 years ago. Mm. Most people are extremely intelligent and educated on how to buy by using things like review sites, by right. by researching, uh, depending on the, of course, the purchase. Sure. But like, you know, most people gravitate to um, proof. So through reviews, mm -hmm. through case studies, through awards, 
through um, storytelling, like videos like this, um, any sort of social proof people will search for also when they're trying to search for the solution to the problem that they have. Right. So you sort of have to play in both. So what you were saying is those mid funnel assets, like the video storytelling, case studies, awards, right. so on and so forth, that's like a little bit down the line. But at the top of the funnel here, we actually just have to make sure that we're explaining to those prospective buyers who might come across us on the web, like what and how can we help to solve your problem? So right. a lot of that's done through SEO. A lot of that's done through blogs and, and developing content. Yep. And that's going to feed that top of funnel just to help folks get gather like, again, insights from us, help to establish a, a little bit of credibility um, and help them to sort of move down to want to learn more about how we do it in their own unique points of view about the process. Yeah, for so. sure. And I think too, it's like when somebody is a potential customer prospect is like, you know, watching your stuff, looking at your stuff, the brand really comes into play there too. Not just the information, but like what's kind of the style or their vibe or their, you know, the people really, what are they like? What do they care about? You know? And I remember the, you know, I'm a musician. I recorded an album uh, a few years ago and I just, it's funny how like I live in this world of storytelling, but yet like, I'm sort of oblivious in so many ways, like when I'm using it for myself, like I was looking at this, I was like, I want to make, I found the type of, a, the type of, a, you know, style of album I wanted to make. I found some producers and I watched the video of this guy uh, who's a producer in Austin and just like, not just like what his process was and sort of what he did, but like just what he was like in the video. Yeah really like was the reason why I like decided to work with them, you know? And so it's just funny how those things, they're really effective, you know, not just the information, but the style too. Oh, hundred percent. And, and that's where this whole concept of influencers came from. Right. Yeah. So like, you, you, you might, you might ask this person once you release, or I don't know, I, I'd love to hear you read something. Yeah, I'll send I, didn't, to you. I didn't know you released an album. Um, but like when you think about like, how do you, broaden awareness of the fact that you did release an album and right. that. And, and, you know, if you drive with this guy, then maybe you reach out to him and you cross promote and you figure out ways yep. to cross pollinate and, and you show up on his end and he shows up on yours and vice versa. So mm -hmm. that's like the really more simplistic way of doing sure. it. Um, but, uh, but there is this concept of influencers and that's in building thought leaders. And so that's also what we're doing at TXI is we want folks to really know the people behind the work and we do that through thought leadership. So yeah. that might be like taking someone like Antonio or Rex or the, our, yeah. our stakeholder, our very, you know, the principal level folks and even folks beyond principal level. Like if, if our folks have a, a keen sense of either knowledge of a particular topic or a, a unique skill set or so on and so forth, we want to pull those out. We want to tell those stories in blogs. And we want to make sure that those are, are, are indexed in a way and yeah. optimized so that people can find them. And then we also want to have those people sit in front of a camera and tell their own stories. Right. So like you said, like I want to get to know the people before I work with them. And that's one way. Yeah, for sure. I think both it has to work in tandem Yeah, like that, for sure. What were some of the challenges with telling your customer stories and sort of how did you overcome them? If you truly have a partnership with a client, you know that you're looking out for their best interest and vice versa. Yeah. And so like take a client like Theragen where we work together or even Dixon we are really genuinely looking up for their best interest in helping them grow their business. So the stories that we tell together are actually a reflection of the great work that they're doing within their own mm -hmm. org. So 
why wouldn't they yeah. want to tell that story? And I think that's an important point is you're telling their story. Yes. Not your story. They're the, right? I mean, in some ways you are, yeah. right? Yeah. But they are the hero. Yeah. They are, it is their journey. And yeah, you are a supporting person along the way. We are. But we they are. need to understand, that's one of the important things I think that people need to understand is like, what's the story about? Who, what's the focus? And, and if it's not about you, it's about them. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. I mean, effectively, what we're in the business to do is make other businesses better. Right. Um, and by proxy, we'll be better today. Yeah. yeah. So for, I think framing it up to them in a way, like, what are we doing? Why, yeah. is, this, why is this valuable yes. for them, yes. not just you, is kind of a starting point, right? And it you obviously is. have a trusted relationship, too, to build that on. It has to start with a relationship. Yeah. So as long as they know that you're looking out for their best interest, you start with that. Then you talk a little bit about the process. Of course, everybody's extremely busy, so you talk about the level of time and, and investment. And by the way, we don't ask the client to pay for any of this. Yeah. We are. It is It is sort of an investment in us, in our partnership, and in their um, success. And they use it, too, as right. as an asset, which is, again, a win-win for right. both. Yeah. For sure. Love that. So if you're listening and you're looking for ways to tell your customer story, you got to call Matt. Call, <laughs> call me. 1-800-Storytelling one, one guy. Video guy. We'll come and tell your story. A um, little bit of a curveball, but what's something about you that maybe most of your colleagues might be surprised to find out? So we always like to try new things and new experiences and down. I went to school in Arizona. I worked for the Phoenix Zoo. Okay. And I gave tours. And I drove a safari tram. You did? Yeah. How did do you, you like have that? a hat or like a, a safari outfit? I did. Yes. I did. So and we Are had a 19-page script. No, oh, not showing okay. pictures. Forget about it. That was many moons ago. But okay. most people don't know that about me unless you went to school with me. But there were otters. Okay. Yes. Love them. So cute. And they were way down. Um, they were in their own little sort of like pool. Um, and as we drove past them, you couldn't see them, but mm -hmm. I had to tell folks that they were there. Yeah, so sure. I said, you really ought to come back and see them. Nailed it. <laughs> oh, but did you get laughs? Did people laugh? Always. Yeah. Were you just like, did you ever get to a point where you're like told it like too many times? And you're like, yeah, I know it's going to work though. Got to use what works. <laughs> yes. And um, again, that was just a different time. <laughs> uh, I mean, I named my company Fun Guy Media. I love it. It's a dad joke. I got one for you. Yeah. Yes. Demian with the dad joke. What did the janitor say when he jumped out of the closet? I... Supplies. <laughs> Supplies. That was awesome. That was that good. Was awesome. Cue the badum bump. Uh, we're going to have to add those in later in post-production. Well, Esther, I'm grateful for this conversation. Thank you. I'm grateful for your presence here and, and to have our partnership. And thank you for sharing all your knowledge bombs that people can go out and use and explode the world with, but in a positive way. Thank you for your partnership and for your creativity and for your professionalism. Not a plug, but sort of a plug. Um, we, she doesn't know. Well, she no, but if know. you're looking for uber intelligent, it's like, it's hard to find the level of intelligence, creativity, like, and technical, like sort of the technical package, like all into one, your team like far exceeds like any other team that I've ever worked with. Oh, wow. And this is not, as you know, my first rodeo. So yeah, you're, thank you for the partnership. Matt. You bet. Well, that was amazing to hear. Thank you so much. Kind of feel 
kind of gets me choked up a little bit. Uh, well, thanks, Esther. All right, cool. Thanks, Matt.